Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I'm super excited today to be joined by Brindy Barton. Brindy is an amazing operator. The topic today is going to be all about themed accommodation. You're gonna absolutely love it. I'm super excited for today. Brindy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So um, I always like to tell people how, how we find these guests. And Brindy was on one of the Facebook groups posting up some pictures of the properties that she's running and they're absolutely extraordinary like extraordinary they really grab your <laughs> thank eye thank you <laughs> you know when they talk about stopping the scroll you stop the scroll so uh brindy uh before we talk about um uh, all the things that you're doing uh, i would love to know more about you um more about your business and how you've got to where you are today yeah, um, so I started in corporate America and then I started with a duplex in real estate just doing it as a side gig. I grew um, our real estate, traditional real estate portfolio over the last nine years, but over the last two years we got into vacation rentals. So altogether I've done about 50 real estate transactions. We currently own 16 vacation rentals. Half of those are up and running, half of them are in construction because we're relatively new and growing our portfolio. Um, We've raised about $7 million in partners as we've been growing our real estate. And so we kind of have this experience doing a full-time uh, vacation rental company specialized on adding value and making really cool, unique experiences. So we have ones that are ultra themed out right by Disney World where you're like sleeping in spaceships and you have dinosaurs and dragons and smoke machines and um, like light effects and all kinds of stuff. So it's a really immersive, fun experience for our guests. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love focusing on the experience. I guess that's, I mean, that's that's the whole name of the game, right? And yep. where, where you've got this huge opportunity in short-term rentals is that uh, you can do things that are quite unique um, and have bespoke products. And uh, look, I've, I'm really excited about today's topic and talking about um, these experiences and what you can actually do, what you can't do, how it all works and that sort of thing. Um, I might let you lead the way a little bit and sort of today and sort of uh, maybe tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, two things. One is when we're uh, theming a property, why are we doing it? Let's start off with that. Yeah, so for us, the why is, I mean, when we get down to it, it's the bottom line. The reason we started with the themes was to be more profitable. Um, one of the reasons we continue doing it is because, A, it is more profitable, but, B, it's also more fun. It makes us help uh, stand out in our marketing and branding, and it's kind of this cycle um, that just overall makes our business more successful on an individual property level and also on our brand level. Um, to be honest, it's not that we were um, have any experience in theming or in um, like a huge super fan of any sort of like topic like dinosaurs. Instead, it happened naturally because we were looking at different vacation rental markets and we're very analytical. We come from a real estate background. My business partner also comes from a um, e-commerce analytics background. So for us, it's all about the numbers. And we saw that in Orlando, the properties that were really killing it were, were themed out. And we said, hey, we can do that and we can do it even better. Like 
they've just got some uh, stickers on the wall and bedspreads, but we can like build out custom things and let's stick some fog machines in there. And it kind of just grew from there because naturally we saw what was top performing and how can we do that and make it better. And then it all is centered around the guests. So like the guest experience is what they're willing to pay for. So we need to create that in that most ideal scenario for whatever market we go into. Yeah, right. And so if we're gonna talk about numbers, like how, how like you said it's more profitable do you know what the number is what what is the, um well, i know obviously every property varies and all that kind of stuff but if i'm sitting there yeah. listening and i'm like oh well how much more can i actually make by theming what, what are we talking yeah um it totally depends on your market like obviously because the nightly rate is all relative we find that we can charge about double the average nightly rate by theming out the property same size bedrooms whatever we warrant about double the amount so if, Just the, if, the prop, if the property is doing a hundred thousand dollars a year, you might be able to get two hundred thousand. Or conversely, if it's doing fifty thousand a year, you could get you could double that number. Yes, correct. Of course, that also uh, more than it doubles your number up front for the cost to get it up and going. But that double annual number pays off. Woo! <laughs> Look, yeah. and that's from a profitability point of view. Um, I would love you to talk to me a little bit about the experience side of things. So um, who are we targeting? Uh, who stays in theme properties? And how does it improve their experience? And, and what is it like for the guest? Yeah, so um, we target... Usually it's families for um, Orlando especially because that's who is traveling there. Um, but it varies by where you go. So we've looked at doing them in Nashville. And in Nashville, you're looking at like bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Um, if you're looking at, we have also properties in Destin and the Gulf Coast. So like those are beach towns or whatever. So you have to look specific at your market. But for us, we tend to have larger properties that are really conducive to families. So our target market is usually like a middle-aged mom, like a 35-year-old mom who's booking for their kids. Um, tends to be our general um avatar let's say because our houses are geared towards that i mean it's filled with dinosaurs so you're looking at like eight-year-old boys so who's booking the trip for their dream kids birthday it's the mom so that's really who we go towards and we kind of naturally have realized who we're going because um, when we first started with our uh, ultra themed house that was space themed we thought we would attract um adults and more um, adult fans of different um, franchises and, and people who are going to Galaxy's Edge and whatnot. But it turns out that the kids are really who go and that's who parents are more likely to spend money on their kids almost than they are themselves because they want to create those experiences and memories. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, and we also do a lot of people coming for birthdays. So um, naturally we've evolved into that kind of realm too where it's not just a day rental they come for the whole week into town for a, a kid's sixth birthday party and they go all out that's amazing okay so what i'm what i love to do is to kind of run through so let's focus on one niche and one target market which you're kind of talking about now is those kids birthdays and that sort of thing uh let's talk about sort of the practicalities of what you need to do what you need to think about what it looks like then what I like to do for the audience's benefit is talk about different areas and focusing on them. Because we did talk about this before and you said, hey, if you're by the beach, 
you might not want to be going and start <laughs> starting to do a dinosaur themed um, uh, rooms. You might want to do something else. So we will come back to that for everybody. But for now, what I'd love you to talk about is, okay, um, uh, we've got our property. It's by a huge theme park. Um, we've got uh, large theme parks in Australia um, and they're all over the world, right? And then you say, all right, great. I've got the theme park next door. That's going to give me some ideas for concepts and uh, to, to work with. Um, I'm going to target some families now. Okay, so we've got that part done. And that part, I think, is the, the easy part. What do we do next? Um, so once you decide your market and your theme, it's kind of just step by step of how do we build it out. So I came from real estate where I know how to flip houses and whatnot. But I have never built a spaceship before or hired someone to build a spaceship. So what did I do? I went to good old Google and I started Googling like uh, custom made spaceships and uh, muralists and kind of just thought of like, okay, what puzzle pieces do I need to make this dream come true and this house be what we want it? And just take it a step at a time. It's really overwhelming to think like, how do I make this house look like a theme park? But before you just jump to the end, just think, okay, what do I need? I need someone who can paint really well. Okay, I need someone who can make me custom beds or who builds out dinosaurs? I don't know, just start calling, talking to people, Googling. Um, it's really just um, having the grit to find the right people um, because there's people out there that can do anything and everything. It just depends who and at what cost. Okay, so you've got all the different elements that you're, you're going to think about, right? So as you said, you said mural artist, uh, you've got to think about your furniture, you have to think about lighting, uh, mm -hmm. uh, towels, uh, and accessories and that sort of thing. Um, so there's two things. Yeah. One is I want you to talk about what happens in the room, um, if you could, and then also just tell me about... Um, like in what about the adults room does that need to be themed if the kids room is themed how does that part work yeah for us we are all in so the entire house is themed out from the moment you walk in you know it's themed like obviously some rooms have more than others but um it's not just like um one theater room that has a cool mural on the wall um, every single bedroom is custom made whether it's for adults or for children um, we do keep that in mind like uh, we try to walk the house as if we were that family that's going to stay here. So I'm like, hey, I need two rooms that have bunk beds. What do the kids who are five years old want in their room? It'd be really cool to have long necks because we're doing a dinosaur house. If you've got five-year-olds sleeping in bunk beds, they might be terrified of a really scary T-Rex coming for them. So we think, okay, what's a nice, like a cute little five-year-old girl? What does she want in her room? And then we think, okay, now what about the 10-year-old... Uh, rough kid like he might think it's super cool to have a t-rex that like surprises you and moves or makes noise or whatever so we try to get in the minds of our guests and virtually walk the house and think okay when i walk in what do i want oh um for example we'll go on the dinosaur house since we're talking about that in our dinosaur house when you walk in there's actually uh smart sounds where it sounds like you're in a museum because the main floor feels like you're in a dinosaur museum. And then as you go up, the dinosaur, there's a big dinosaur that wraps the staircase and it goes from archaeology site to bone dig into coming to life. And as you go upstairs, the full second floor is all like you went back in time to the real life dinosaurs and you're back there with dinosaurs and every room has a different theme of dinosaurs. So it's kind of cool because as it tells you a story to go back in time as you're doing that. So to keep that story, we try to involve all five senses. 
We try to do light effects. We try to do different textures and fills and we do different sounds. So the fact that you walk in, you're like, oh, it sounds like there's a museum, like the crowds and the little like uh, voices. There's different buttons you can press that tell you about dinosaurs. Um, there's a volcano that actually has like a humidifier fog machine. So that's how our design process is, is we start once again, one step at a time. Okay, what's our theme? We're going to be dinosaurs. And then the next step is, okay, let's just start with general topics and start researching. Like I've learned so much about space and dinosaurs and wizards and like all kinds of worlds that I never knew about just because I try to get in the mind of what our guests want and just take it that one step at a time and visualize what's their dream and how can I make that happen. Um, on that note too, part of our process is actually talking to people who are our target market. So we do a lot of things on social media. Uh, we have surveys and we always are loving opinions of what kind of houses people want. But then once we have a theme picked out, not only are we doing it social media, but I actually like will call up people in real life who I know would be our target market. Like, hey, they're really big fans of dinosaurs. What would be your kid's dream room to sleep in? Or if they're really big fans of wizards and stuff, like what kind of magical elements would they want? Um, and that's the, the biggest thing is that if you're going to put this kind of um, investment into your property of time and money, you want to make sure you're actually creating what people want. And that's when you get the slam dunk. Yeah, wow. Like to me, when I'm listening to this, I love it. And like you're talking about the five <laughs> different senses that you're targeting and the, the uh, I, I take it you're not doing anything with uh, taste, right? Actually, I, I forgot you asked about towels and stuff like that too. So not only are we doing ultra themes, but we are very um, heavy emphasis on the full experience as even like the customer service and the gift baskets and stuff. So our taste in the dinosaur house, you get a, every one of our houses has a custom little welcome basket and there are lollipops that are in the shape of little dinosaurs that are custom made. Um, so we do try to even incorporate or chocolates on the pillows and whatnot. The little t details really make it. So we try to think of it, um, the whole package, like in another little detail we have in our dinosaur house is we actually got excavation dirt from a uh, excavation site um, that happens totally random next to our office there is a, a giant warehouse that um, digs dinosaurs for museums and private people so we went over there and they're like hey can we uh, like sweep up your like excavation and bone dust and dirt and they're like you want to sweep our floors yes we would love to <laughs> so there is authentic dinosaur dust and dirt from actual dig sites that every single guest that stays get. And it's in a cute little vial that we made a little tag for. And those details really show our guests that we care and that um, it's a whole different experience when you book a home with Loma Homes. That's amazing, amazing. I, I love it, I'm blown away. <laughs> like I, I was telling you before, before I started this interview, I was, I was excited because I, I really didn't know as much as we research, I've got no idea as to how you're doing it and what you're doing and, and all the little parts. So, okay, so obviously setting up the property, you've got to do your research. You might, someone might give you a call and say, hey, I'm stuck on this particular problem. Can you help me figure this out? Or lean on your network to figure things out, mm -hmm. especially if you're new to it. One of the questions that I have for you is from an operational point of view, how much more time and effort does it require to run these theme properties? Because some of the things you've told me about, they seem quite uh, intensive <laughs> in terms of your operational expense. Um, and that's something that has to be um, factored in when you're doing the maths and when you're doing the equations to run the places. 
Um, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's a lot of work um, to make the properties, to maintain the properties. Um, there's definitely some things that we learn of like, these things are harder to do, we're not gonna do them again versus other things um, are easier to maintain. Um, at the same time, we also have properties that are lesser themed and even the lesser themed ones, we put a lot of work into making making sure that like the gift baskets are custom and whatnot. So for us, a theme versus non-theme is somewhat similar aside from having to maintain special effects. Um, if you're gonna do a really good job hosting, regardless of what type of house, um, it's just gonna take time. Uh, and a really good team to help you do it, like making sure you have good cleaners and good inspectors and good processes and maintenance people because it's really easy to set up a vacation rental and have it beautiful and pristine. And then before you know it, you didn't visit the property, you just hired a few people and a year later, it's like falling apart. So I feel like um, across the board, it takes more time than you think and you need to give it the attention that it deserves if you're going to be running vacation rentals. So make sure you're like keeping eyes on the property and have processes and like checks and balances in place. For us with the themes, we have um, extra layers of stuff because they have to make sure like fog machines are full and make sure that the uh, humidifiers are full and that every we check every special effect before every single guest because we want the experience to be the same for everybody who walks through the door. Um, so we actually have a checklist that we have printed and put in the cleaning closets that has the traditional things like cleaning at XYZ and like making sure your pillows are right. And we have photos of how we want things staged. But we also on our checklist will have things like fill the dinosaur uh, fog machine or make sure that the dragon is fitting fire or whatever it is. So those are you just checklists. You don't have fire-spitting fire dragons. I know that um, Just before anyone okay, gets a does... silly idea, <laughs> starts putting fire in their property. You're right. It's a, it's a fog-spitting dragon. It's not fire. It's fog. Excuse me. The, the fire has gone out already. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, cool. Okay, that gives me some more, more context. And I think that's great. And hopefully we're inspiring some people to think a little bit differently. And you can start at different scales with this sort of stuff. You don't have to go... Uh, whole hog and do 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 a really advanced setup, but you can start to think in this way and create different themes. So uh, themes and inspiration and targeting your markets. Obviously, you you've said, oh, we're targeting a specific market. Um, mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people might say, well, you know what? I'm not next to a theme park, but I am in a mountain. Um, I'm not in a mountain. I'm by the beach. Oh, I'm not by the beach. I'm in a city. What uh, what do they do next uh, to, to think about this and to think about what they could do to uh, start down this path? So I think the biggest thing, just like we talked about with your theme and how we do go room by room, is getting in the shoes of your guest. So you're taking a new market. The first thing we do when we pick a new market is go travel there because all of our properties are actually remote. So we've done seven states between all of our different real estate, um, two states for vacation rentals. and. We will travel there, talk to locals, talk to agents, talk to tourists and see, hey, what is the main reason people travel here? What kind of experience are they looking to get? What places are the most popular? Um, so in obviously Orlando, we know it's like the theme parks. If we go to Nashville, Nashville is about the music scenes. It's about bachelor and bachelorette parties. Like if you just walk the streets and go to the popular places and talk to people, you'll kind of say, like, hey, what are you guys in town for? you'll figure out why people are traveling. So if you're in the mountains and one of these um, mountain towns you're looking to do a vacation rental, I would actually go there, 
go to the popular spots, talk to agents and see what they notice when people are moving and buying houses or traveling. Talk to maybe property managers and see what kind of um, audience and like avatar you're going to be looking for. Um, it might be that a certain mountain, a, a certain mountain location may attract like rock climbers, and it's more of like a hippie vibe. Like for example, we did some in Joshua Tree, California. That's a national park, but those kinds of mountains are very different than the Smoky Mountains, and those are going to be different types of audience people that are going to be your guests. So you just got to go and figure out what is it that they want. Do they want a log cabin experience? Do they want a hippie wonderland? Do they want a more um, country music vibe because they're in a like music capital? Um, it's not a one shoe fits all. It's a find what they want and build it. And how do you account for seasonality? I, I, it's screaming to me that that's problematic because if we do kind of a log cabin-y kind of feel and that sort of thing, and then we, and then summer comes, it's just not going to work anymore. Well, I, I, I assume you just wouldn't do it because it's just, it's too, you're, you're compromising um, your uh, occupancy for the rest of the year. I think you can find themes in every market that could work year round. Of course, markets are seasonal. For example, we have beach houses in Destin and Panama City Beach. And no matter what I theme my property as, it's going to be seasonal because people travel there in the beach times. So I don't think it necessarily detracts people going there in the winter if I make my a beach theme of some sort, like pirates or um, like sailors or whatever, because we still do themes, just not as much as Orlando in those locations. Um, so I think the same could be said about log cabins, whether someone's going in the winter or the summer, if you do a good job making it look professionally designed um it doesn't matter the season either way they're in the mountains in nashville no matter what you're still in the music capital most places have a um, theme that could work year round um, i maybe wouldn't put skis up you could do a um, like in a place that's a big ski location you can do a mountain fill without it being exclusive to like winter sports or whatever yeah now i'm i'm super curious because obviously this topic lends itself when you're looking you're thinking of themes then there's a lot of movies that come to mind uh, in my mind of things that you could do so um be it adventure movies um be it uh, there's all of the, the comic series that are coming out and like that's huge at the moment then you had all the the, the Jurassic Parks and all that kind of stuff so you've got all these different franchises that that have done very very well and I'm I'm quite conscious that you can't go and just call your property, you know, Jurassic Park. It's not going to, it's not legal because um, of the yeah. copyright. Now, without going into copyright law and, and if anyone's listening, get a lawyer if you do want to play around with these, the, the, these ideas. Yes. But um, what, what are the sort of the, the, some rules that you, you've noticed with this and things that you just, you know, that you just can't do um, in mm -hmm. terms of uh, using, uh, using those themes? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it's very valid because there are frequent lawsuits regarding franchises, and a lot of the franchises are relatively aggressive, and you want to make sure you're doing things legally. So um, we have an attorney in our team that helps us, and we kind of he kind of set guidelines of what we need to do, and I would be very cautious not to um, infringe on different franchises. Obviously, like if you're looking at Jurassic Park versus dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park doesn't own all dinosaurs. So we could do a dinosaur themed house, um, but you won't find anything on our website or in the house that refers to Jurassic Park. Like 
we have to stay very clear away from franchises and you do the more general themes. Like you can't go and do a Disney theme full of Mickey Mouses that you painted all over the wall. Um, the odds are you will probably get sued. Um, so I really want to caution that if you want to do themes, make sure you're doing it generically and that you're not infringing on any of those copyright laws. Um, and there's lots of ways you can still make really cool houses without it being um, actually taking like licensed things. And um, one thing to know is like for us, we want all of our houses to make it feel like you're a character going back into time or in this really cool experience. So for us, we don't really want to plaster Mickey Mouse on the walls anyways. We want it to feel like you're in a whole different world and it's more authentic. So we have a space themed one and you want to feel like you're visiting different planets and that you're actually a character. So we're not trying to imitate characters. We're not trying to like put characters on the walls. We're creating a whole new script where you get to be a character in your own movie and your own experience at our house. So you can kind of go with that same feel of like, okay, I can't copy things, but what new world can I take that's still a popular topic? Space is still really popular. There's multiple franchises that have been successful with space mm. and you can't copy them, but there's, but you can still do space and do things that are generic. So one of the things I think people need to be conscious of is the fact that once you've got the property set up, you then do, do need to market it. And to mm -hmm. market it, you're going to have to put pictures up. And you need those pictures to be, I guess, kosher and legal and that sort of thing so that no one comes and says, hey, that, that's, our, that's our theme, that's our movie. You've just replicated the whole thing. Um, so you have to be super conscious of the fact that to market yourself, you have to talk about what you're doing to everyone. You can't kind of hide it. So you are going to be yeah. putting up photos, so you've got to be conscious of that. So um, obviously with marketing, you're not going to use any of the franchises' names, right? You're not going to say, hey, this is a Back to the Future room. Like it's, it's, not, it's not going to obviously uh, fly. Um, but uh, from a marketing perspective, uh, and I think people will figure this stuff out. I, I don't want to go into the do's and don'ts. I think that's a bit boring. But I think that what I'd love to know, in terms of marketing in general, so we've now set up, uh, a pirate themed uh, property by the beach, okay? And yeah. now we wanna go to market with it. What are we doing? Are we just putting it all on Airbnb and, and there we go? Or are we setting up a direct booking uh, funnel? Or are we, uh, how do we get out there? Are we contacting the press and we're saying, hey, we've got these awesome properties. What do we do next? All of the above. <laughs> so uh, we really love organic marketing. Uh, personally, we so far haven't done much paid marketing, but we've got a lot of traction and a lot of publicity just by the nature of what we build. So first off is the, no matter what kind of property you have, is getting out there on the sites. So we list on Airbnb, we list on VRBO, and then we have our own platform. Um, you can go on all the sites you want, and that's great. The more places you are, um, sometimes it's higher maintenance, but you can use like uh, platform managers, which are great too. Um, but you do want to make sure that you do have your own website. If you plan on doing more than like one property and building a business, it's great to have your own website. So that way you can get more direct booking, save your fees and kind of get your um, brand out there. In addition to that, um, we do work with um, a few different publications and bloggers and YouTubers and influencers because of the fact that our property is unique or all of our, most of our properties are unique that that way um we've kind of built relationships initially they came to us and then we said hey this is awesome we'll let you know next time a property is released so then they come in and do a youtube video like their travel youtubers or whatnot 
Um, and then naturally, once they get out on YouTube and a couple people start posting, it gets picked up by other publications. So we've been picked up by like Forbes magazine and Insider and um, like Daily Mail and quite a few big publications. And that was natural because I don't have a best friend at Forbes, unfortunately. They just saw it on another site and then it kind of snowballs. And that doesn't happen on every property for us even. But if you can get a few of those going, um, it really brings a lot of traffic and a lot of bookings to your site, which is awesome. And so on that note, so uh, just uh, I think this, this is a good place to finish. And I do want to uh, spend a little bit of time um, talking about how people can connect with you and that sort of thing um, and, and what else you're doing to help the community and help people out. But uh, just with influencers and that sort of thing, so uh, I get this asked this question all the time. Um, influencers contact property owners and say, oh, can I, can I stay for free? Um, for you, I think it's a little bit different because you've got such a unique theme. So when the influencer is posting your stuff, it will, people will stop the scroll, so to speak. If it's a generic property, it's kind of one of many. Um, any tips in terms of one, finding, uh, choosing, the right influences um, and working with yep. them. Yeah, so we do vet our influencers. The biggest thing that's obvious is to not just look at their followers, but look at their interactions. There's plenty of people who can buy all the followers they want, and then you're like, oh, 100,000 followers, you click on it, it's like there's five likes on their recent picture or whatever. So you do want to make sure the engagement is also there with the influence and the number of followers. Um, the other thing is that create kind of like a tier of what your requirements are for influencers and what they would qualify for. So for us, it's grown as our uh, demand has grown, but we decided, okay, if a influencer has 50,000 followers, we'll give them a discount. If they have more than 300,000 followers, they get a free stay, but they still pay the cleaning fee. If they have X number of followers, we'll give them multiple days and no cleaning fee. So you kind of can tier and decide, like just come up with the general criteria. And when we started, it was like, hey, we'll get free night if you have more than 10,000 followers because we just want to get traction, right? So yours are going to tier up as you grow. Um, but for us, we kind of set our criteria of what they qualify for. So when someone reaches out, then you can say, oh yeah, we'd love to partner with you. You qualify for our silver influencer plan and you can um, get one free night in exchange for posting. You want to make sure you have deliverables too. So it's like in exchange for posting on your feed, tagging us, and also posting on your stories X amount of time and whatever. So come up with some deliverables of what you expect from them and then what they get. Um, and there definitely are times we turn people down too because they, it may not be beneficial for us or worth the cost. Um, and especially on our properties that are not themed out, we haven't had a whole lot of luck on the influencers. Um, so it's kind of still like a testing, figuring out mm. what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my, my gut feeling. I think that that's always a feedback that I get is that if you don't have anything unique or it's quite special, then it doesn't really go anywhere with their feeds anyway, no matter yeah. how many followers they have. It's like, why would I, why would I stay there anyway? It's just another, another property. It has to be unique in that way. Um, yeah, I think that the other thing that I would make a suggestion to you is uh, that sounds like a really great lead magnet. Um, what 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 are the tiers for influencers and um, and what that that little contract or that little the the you know what you get back just as a document? People will download that and 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 you get leads from that. So I suggest you do that because I want it 
And I'm sure that my whole audience <laughs> that are listening will go, oh, I really could do with that document that just tells me what the what the the rules of engagement are. That's a good idea. Because we don't have it and no one has it and no one's done it. And I think it would probably take you, take you no time at all just to kind of yeah. uh, share what you've got. And it's not high value either, right? Um, it's valuable. It's a, a good idea. But it's not expensive <laughs> to you. Um, right, okay, exactly. Okay, so... So on that note, um, I know that you are an incredibly helpful person, and that was one of the reasons why you came on the show today. Um, you're sharing all these tips and all this advice because you have a lot to impart, and you've got a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge to share. Thank you. Um, tell me about, uh, I know that you've put together a course. Um, would love to know more about it, what it looks like, and why people should, uh, should join it. Yeah, um, we actually are just launching a course. We launched it this last week. Um, and it's called Loma Vacation Academy. It's all about vacation rentals, and we need to walk you through step by step from the whole process. Whether you're a first time uh, investor or buying your 20th property, we can teach you kind of what we do from construction management to property management, how we manage our cleaners, and how we optimize our bookings to get the most nightly revenue, how to pick your markets. Um, it's literally the, everything start to finish. Um, right now, you can go to lomavacationacademy.com. And um, we are giving a 50% discount because we're trying to just get lots of feedback. We'd love for you to sign up. We'll give you the 50%. Just enter in promo code, The Accommodation Show. And um, we'd love to have you as a student. Not only do you get this online course for life, you also will get um, into our weekly calls where it's Q&As. You can ask us anything you want. You have that face-to-face -face time with us. And then we have a Facebook group where you can network with other people who are growing their portfolios and continue to ask questions to us and other people. So it's a really good opportunity if you want to start or grow your vacation rental business. Um, the other thing we offer is we do work with investors. So if you're looking to diversify uh, without putting more work in, uh, we always are raising different funds for projects we're working on. So feel free to reach out to me if you're interested in passively investing. Um, or if you want hands-on, that course is there. So go check it out at the at vacation. Sorry, go check it out at LomaVacationAcademy.com. Beautiful. And look, uh, all those links will be in the show notes at the at the bottom, and you'll be able to get there. And just to reiterate, there is a a fifty percent off um, discount for for, for guests on, uh, for people that have come from the accommodation show, which is awesome. I, I appreciate it. I really do because I know that these kind of courses, you know, they can cost four, four grand, ten thousand dollars. It's really great value. And you're tapping into somebody's brain and knowledge. And the great thing with this is that even if you pick up only a few key things, you're going to make a positive return on investment very quickly. But just getting in there with someone that's known, that knows what they're doing, has done it before, and can answer a few questions is incredibly valuable. I get that feedback all the time whenever we do courses. People say, it's just great because I've been on my own. I don't know about this stuff. In 15 minutes, you've given me more knowledge than all of those other people have that are, that are making all these free videos on, on YouTube and that sort of thing. Look, I'm going to wrap up there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for... Uh, sharing your time with us, sharing your experiences, giving us all some really cool ideas. Um, and what I love about it is that it's all about the guests at the end of the day and improving their experience, which is, is so, so crucial in the work that we do. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. It was really fun to chat and I'd love to keep in touch. And if anybody has questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email is brindee, B-R-Y-N-D-E-E -E, at loma-homes.com. So.
keep in touch beautiful all right thanks everybody and uh thanks for listening if you uh, like the content that we're producing make sure you share it around give it a like um give it uh, a subscribe as well that way you will be notified whenever new episodes come out um have a fantastic uh rest of your evening and uh i'll see you around soon Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.